Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, it was an historic day yesterday as former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, yes, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, made history uh, in... Not anything resembling a good way. Now, he had made history back in January when he survived a grueling 15 ballots to secure the gavel that he had dreamed of wielding for his entire career. You remember what he told reporters at the time? This is the great part. Because it took this long, now we learned how to govern. Well, nine months later, McCarthy has again made history. This time, as the only speaker ever to be voted out of office through a motion to vacate on the House floor, here was the man responsible for that motion making it on the House floor. If we had single-subject bills, if we had an understanding on the top line, if we had open amendments, if we had trust and honesty and understanding, there would be times when my conservative colleagues and I would lose might be a few times when we'd win. There'd be times that we would form partnerships that might otherwise not be uh, really predictable in the American body politic, but the American people would see us legislating. These last few days, we've suspended the momentum that we had established the week earlier, where we were bringing bills to the floor, voting on them, staying late at night, working hard. That's what the American people expect. It's something Speaker McCarthy hasn't delivered. And that's why I've moved to vacate the chair. And vacate they did. There were eight Republicans that voted for, I I guess the word is speaker side, to kill your own speaker. Andy Biggs of Arizona, Ken Buck of Colorado, Tim Burkett of Tennessee, Eli Crane of Arizona, obviously Matt Gates of Florida, Bob Good of Virginia, Matt Rosendale of Montana, and Nancy Mace of South Carolina They were successful because every single Democrat voted with them. On this vote, the yeas are 216, the nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Vacant indeed. This is the first time in American history this has occurred. There's only been one. The last time there was even a vote on a motion to vacate was in 1910 when uh, they uh, tried to oust Speaker Cannon and he survived that vote. McCarthy's ouster was an absolutely stunning moment to see the Democrats voting with the Republicans, well, only with eight Republicans, it was really interesting to kill their own speaker. And McCarthy addressed what the Democrats did. And the Democrats who said they wanted to keep government open, I think you've got a real divide. I think you've got a real institutional problem. Interesting, it was in this room, after we had won the majority, I had became speaker less. And Nancy Pelosi came to me. She was speaker at the time on the way out. And I told her I was having issues with getting enough votes. And she said, what's the problem? I said, they want this one 
one person can rule you out. She was the only speaker to have changed that rule. I had the power to call the vote on her, but I never would. I lost some votes because of it. Um, and she said, just give it to him. I'll always back you up. I made the same offer to Boehner and same thing to uh, Paul, because I believe in the institution. I think today was a political decision by the Democrats. And I think, I think the things they have done in the past hurt the institution. When they just started removing people from committee. And they just started doing the other things. And I, I, my fear is the institution fell today. I love all these guys that are going, always go on about the institution, the institution. I, I mean, I, look at what's coming out of Congress recently. Is the institution that vaunted an institution? I have my doubts. But we'll come back to what he said about uh, the Democrats' role in this whole thing. But so for McCarthy to be voted out of office nine months after his tenure began was a stunning moment, an absolutely stunning moment. But we heard multiple congressmen on radio and on TV yesterday saying, all right, well, we're going to vote again tomorrow, and we're going to vote again the following day, and we're going to just elect Kevin McCarthy again. Well, the news of McCarthy's stunning ouster was topped again two hours later by the shocking revelation that he's not going to run again. I believe I can continue to fight, maybe in a different manner. I will not run for speaker again. And that apparently is the story. Uh, the decision blindsided a lot of McCarthy's allies who were gearing up to renominate him. You heard uh, Nicole Maliotakis. She was uh, on the Katz and Cosby show last night saying exactly that. They're going to vote for him again and again. Uh, it blindsided all of his allies who were gearing up to renominate him, opening the floodgates for the for a very competitive speakership race that is going to dominate Congress for at least the next week. Now, at the moment, Congressman Patrick McHenry of uh, North Carolina is the interim speaker, and he's told Republicans that he intends to host a candidate forum next Tuesday and the speaker election on Wednesday. Now, the question is, who can they elect? Who can they agree upon that will please these eight Republican dissidents? More on them in a minute. But as of now, Kevin McCarthy is the third shortest tenured speaker of all time. I have to tell you, I know my presidential, uh, my uh, American history fairly well. I'm not an expert. I don't pretend to be an expert. I could not have told you the first two names. The first one, had the shortest tenure in history was one calendar day. That was Theodore Pomeroy back in 1869. <laughs> he was speaker for one day. What a day it must have been. And then uh, in 1875, Michael Kerr was speaker of the House for 258 days. And then the third shortest tenured speaker of all time, Kevin McCarthy at 270 days. Now, in that press conference where, where I played you the, the audio of McCarthy, McCarthy was going from candid to jovial to angry. He took over a dozen questions in a very lengthy press conference where he insisted that he would not change a thing about his tenure. He said he did the right thing. Doing the right thing isn't always easy, but it is necessary. 
I don't regret standing up for choosing governing over grievance. It is my responsibility. It is my job. I do not regret negotiating. Our government is designed to find compromise. I don't regret my efforts to build coalitions and find solutions. I was raised to solve problems, not create them. So I may have lost a vote today, but as I walk out of this chamber, I feel fortunate to have served the American people. I leave the speakership with a sense of pride, accomplishment, and yes, optimism. Not sure what he's so optimistic about, but uh, McCarthy had very hard, harsh words for uh, Matt Gates, as you might imagine, the chief architect of his ouster, as well as the seven other Republicans who joined with the Democrats to remove him from office. He said, McCarthy said, they are not conservatives. And you, look, you all know Matt Gates. You know it was personal. Obviously, Matt Gates was singing a very different tune. I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. And the way to liberate ourselves from that is a series of reforms to this body that I would hope would outlast Speaker McCarthy's time here, would outlast my time here, and would outlast either of our majorities. Reforms that I have heard some of the most conservative members of this body fight for, and some of the reforms that we've been battling for that I've even heard those in the Democrat caucus say would be worthy and helpful to the House. So um, where are we now? 